Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. In this week's episode of the Midlife Mentors podcast, we look at five habits that can stop you living your best midlife. As we traverse this transformative phase of life, it's crucial to identify and address habits that may be holding us back from reaching our full potential. Often patterns we've formed in the past can keep us trapped from the growth we crave. From unhealthy coping mechanisms to self-limiting beliefs, these habits can subtly undermine our well-being and hinder our ability to thrive. In this episode, we'll shine a light on these common pitfalls, offering insights, strategies and actionable steps to break free from their grip and step into a life of fulfilment, vitality and purpose. So, if you're ready to reclaim control of your midlife journey and unlock the door to your best self, stay tuned as we uncover the five habits that may be standing in your way. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors podcast with me, James. And me, Claire. How are you all? We're recording this, looking out our window at a very wet, windy and cold day here in the UK again. Yes, definitely (laughs) missing the sunshine big time. (laughs) Our tans have gone, we're translucent. James actually said to me the other day, you look like Casper the Ghost, which I thought was really nice. Really nice of you to say that, (laughs) to be honest. But yeah, it's, uh, oh my goodness. It's really like a long winter when the rain's back like this. I mean, when the lights are off, I'm just seeing this like glow, white glow from you. I do think there's an apparition in the house. That's my nice aura, James. That's called an aura. So how are we all doing? What have we been up to? We've just been doing some podcast interviews. We've got some great interviews oh, coming yeah, up. I've done some great podcasts, some great we've, interviews in the bag. We've been on um, two, uh, two US podcasts recently, um, which is really, really exciting that we've been invited onto those. We've won another award. Oh, so yes. we've won Prestige Awards, um, Lifestyle Coaches of the Year for London and the South East, 24-25. So that's amazing. That's amazing for the Midlife Mentors. And um, we've got people booking onto our retreats. We've got one in Ibiza at Six Senses in May and then one at Punta Romano in November. November in Marbella. So that's really exciting that people are booking onto those because it's nice to step out of everyday life and, act- and actually be surrounded by sunshine, sunshine, <laughs> the Mediterranean Sea, um, and actually just really give yourself some space to, to learn some new skills, to move your body, to eat healthily, and spend time with like minded people. Like us. Mm. So yeah. We've also been working on some exciting new things that are coming soon, but we can't say anything about them yet. Oh, don't do that again. 
So if, if anyone's listened to recent podcasts, you know, James quite frequently does this. He'll um, he'll announce something when we haven't even agreed it. It's like he's so excited and he announces it at the wrong time when it's not ready. <laughs> and then I have to go around create, making it happen really quickly. So anyway. That's quite a good strategy, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great for you. Anyway, so today we're talking about five habits that are keeping you stuck from living your best life. At midlife. At midlife, <laughs> yes. And uh, we're just really excited. We're going to go through kind of five five things. Some of them are kind of, I suppose, physical habits, if that makes sense, like external habits. And then um, a couple of them are, are really about um, that those mindset habits as well, that we kind of get stuck in a, in a habit of thinking. So... Mm. Let's, unless you've got anything else to say, Mr. No, D. No, I'm happy to, to roll on to this. Roll in. So talking of rolling, scrolling, <laughs> one of the the habits that affects all of us from living our very best midlife is scrolling on our phone. And apparently research now says that on average, we're spending about three three hours and 15 minutes a day on our phone. I imagine for the younger generation, this is a massive assumption, but I do imagine that actually uh, the Gen Zs and the millennials of this world are probably spending more time on their phone. I think there was an article in the Sunday Times, was it last week, that showed different... different... Oh, how, how they're spending their time on their phones. And someone's spending like seven to eight hours a day on their... Awful. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Um, so obviously those three hours and 15 minutes that people are spending on average on their phone, guess what else you could be doing with that time? So actually it's about being really conscious. And I had a moment this morning where I was just thinking to myself, I really, really do want to cut back on my, on my screen time, on my phone time. And actually I'm, I'm going to make a commitment right now to everyone here to do, to track actually how long I'm spending on social media apps and that kind of thing. Cause I know, we know it's bad for mental health. It decreases social skills. It increases, um, our feelings of isolation, comparison, fear of missing out. It increases stress. It impairs cognition. It disturbs our sleep. There are so many. Mm. Uh, negative implications around being on our phone too much. Yeah, and I'd say the phone is the main one, but obviously we've got just information overload generally, right? And it's easy to fall into that trap because yeah, the phone is with us all the time, always on. It's easy to get into that scroll hole. But, you know, some people get into the, the rolling news channels and just mm. like being obsessed with what's going on. They might be spending time on the internet, researching that, you know, that perfect pair of trousers we want to buy or whatever. We can soak up a lot of time on quite meaningless activities if we're not careful because it is so easy to do now with technology. Yeah, and that's stopping you going out and doing all the things that you... When we say live your best life, that's subjective for everyone. But it's all these goals that you have. It's all these things that you want to do in your life, your purpose, your passion. Is it a new hobby? Is it meeting new people? Is it going travelling? Is it getting healthy? Is it exercising, you know? All of that time that we're spending stuck on these damn phones is time that we could be really enhancing ourselves and growing ourselves psychologically, mentally and emotionally. One of the other things as well is attention span. <laughs> this is nuts, right? Because we know that our phones have reduced our attention span and our, and our memory. You know, back in the day, we had to remember people's phone numbers, well, Which I was just thinking that, you know, even even out all the scientific data, we can just observe it, right, with our own behaviour. So uh, listeners to this podcast, you'll be of an age where you can remember, like, you know, sitting down in front of the television to watch a movie, right? And you're completely engrossed in that movie. When you're watching Never Ending Story, you watch it, like, really <laughs> intently. Um, 
or but now, down. how many of you now can, can relate to like sitting there, the TV's on and you're watching something, but you also just keep looking at your phone all the time and scrolling through stuff? We both do that sometimes and we both have to check each other because it's not, it's not okay. And it's like that lack, lack of concentration. Um, and it also affects, it does affect relationships. You know, we're, we're yeah. so engrossed in our phone. And my Tinder alert goes off. <laughs> Your Tinder alert. You're so naughty. Um, you know, when when we're speaking to each other, it's thrown me for some reason. But like when we're um speaking to each other and we're also on a, it doesn't it's not just relationships, it's um, you know, uh, romantic relationships, it's relationships with friends and with children. You see families sitting at dinner and they're in a lovely restaurant, they should be talking to each other, but they're on their phones, or you see partners just being engrossed on their phones as well. And it is actually incredibly, incredibly sad. It is that real disconnection. It's like what James has said um, in previous podcasts. Like we, It's almost like our home. It's like our shell. Mm-hmm. And we use it to protect ourselves. And well, we become... It's become so a, a, an emotional home. Yes. Um, like, like a snail. We're carrying this emotional home in our pocket that we can just slip into, right? If the situation is uncomfortable, if we're feeling bored, bored. <laughs> if our attention's straying, it's like, oh, I'll dive in here and get diversion and, and get that dopamine hit. So James is basically just bored of me all the time. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm only kidding. So also, I just um, Googled this, actually, and research conducted by Microsoft in 2015 found that the average attention span of a Gen Zedder um, was only about eight seconds, which is four seconds less than that of millennials. It's worrying because this is this is going down and down. This attention span. I mean, I think I'm right in saying that human beings now have a lower attention span than, than a goldfish. goldfish. Yes. Which used to mock the goldfish for like, you know, oh, well, here's my tank. I've got around this corner again. I haven't been here before because they've forgotten, but actually we're going the same way. Yeah, we're going round and round and round in circles, doing the same thing and wondering why our life doesn't look the way we want it to look. It's because of these, you know, yes, they are incredibly helpful. We're not here to slam the smartphone. We're not here to slam social media, but we do need to take responsibility. We need to take back control of this because if there are things in your life that you're not getting and you're not, you're feeling like you're missing out and not living your best life, then get, actually look at how much time you're spending on your phone, how it's making you feel, and actually start thinking about what else you could be investing your time in rather than on that phone. That's honestly one of our top ones, to be honest. The next one is... The next one is going to bed too late. So um, there's interesting research We don't this. have a problem with we that, do we? We go to bed really <laughs> early. But I get it. Some people prefer to go to bed late, and that's because you know they get home, they maybe have their dinner, then they want to unwind, so they maybe sit there with a glass of wine and watch TV. But before you know it, it's like 11, 11, 30, 12. But here's the thing. Being a night out, it's not so much... The staying up late, it's what happens when you're staying up late, the bad habits that can evolve mm. from that. So, you know, a new studies show that when we're staying up later, we're more likely to drink more alcohol, um, smoke, eat more, snack. So that's one negative effect we're getting. The other one, of course, is like less sleep because... Again, the research shows that people who go to bed later are probably still getting up at the same time mm. as people who get up, uh, you know, early, go to bed early. So your sh- so sleep is actually shortened. And of course, when we've got less sleep, then we go into a stress response. That cortisol comes up. We feel tired and run down through the day. We might make poorer decisions. Anxiety will rise. It's harder to be positive. So, I mean, we talk about sleep a lot on various different episodes of our podcast, don't we? But you want to get into like a good sleep hygiene. We won't go into all the stuff about, you know, cool room stuff. But try and get a routine of going to bed at the same time every night. I'd say within within half an hour either side and getting up at the same time every day. 
even at weekends because again the research shows when we can build that pattern we can fall into it and stay into it quite easily rather than you know oh i'll go to bed at midnight one night mm. 10 the next one the next i'm getting up at six oh i went to bed late i got up at five and remember um, th- people talk about things like the sleep debt right oh i got four mm. hours sleep last night so i'll catch up tomorrow you cannot can't. catch up it's not like a bank account you can't replenish so aim for that eight hours every night. Yeah, and we all have our own circadian rhythm. So, and actually, here's here's the thing. I'll probably get slammed by sleep expert here, sleep experts here, but I have changed my circadian rhythm over time since being with James because I I would get up. Early. I mean, it was awful. I was getting up really, really early to train people when I first became a personal trainer. I was getting up really early and then going to bed really late because obviously people wanted to train with me after work. And so I was going to bed about half past 11, still getting up at about five in the morning. Obviously, I was absolutely knackered. Um, but actually, when I got together with James, I moved out to Ibiza. My, my lifestyle really changed. And James wanted to get up really early to train and exercise, which I wasn't used to. And then obviously, wanted to go to bed a little bit earlier. So it took me, I'm not going to lie, it took me about a year to really change that circadian rhythm and really feel like I had energy in the morning that I wanted to go to bed earlier at night and I wasn't wired, but also that I had still had energy in the morning. And I think, you know, those people that do go to bed late, and we hear this from our clients a lot, those people that do go to bed late, they are kind of frustrated with themselves because they're waking up uh, you know, their alarm's going off, they're knackered, so they're hitting snooze, they're not getting up and they're not exercising, they're not moving their body in the way that they want to. And like James said, we start making poor food choices, we're stressed out, we're irritable with the children, all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, going to bed too late is um, number two on habits that are keeping you from living your best life. The next one is actually not prioritizing health. So we've mm. kind of touched on this a little bit with exercise, but not prioritizing your health. Because, you know, numerous studies have demonstrated that there's a correlation between regular physical activity and actually better work performance. So, you know, once we get moving, the benefits can be yours. You know, we've got increased energy, increased productivity. We think quicker. We work smarter. We move faster. And we've got more stamina to get stuff done. So actually, a lot of people think, oh, I haven't got time to prioritize my health it feels like such an effort. Um, but actually, that's where we get stuck in a negative flywheel because the less you're moving the body, the more lethargic you're going to feel, the less you're, more your mindset is going to tell you that you haven't got the energy. And that's how we get into this vicious spiral. But actually, if we can get into a routine, we can get some momentum. Honestly, you'll have more energy and you will be way more productive. We're getting here because the, the thing we hear a lot is, like, oh, I, always, I just don't have the time to fit this in the day or, you know, I have motivation. I tell you what, you cannot afford not to make the time or to make the motivation. Listen, there's, there's so many studies now showing like the two biggest indicators of your risk of mortality are strength and VO2 max, bigger than smoking or diabetes, right? So you smoke, we all know that increases your mortality risk. If you're weak and your VO2 max is low, the risk to your mortality, the risk of you dying earlier is far outweighs that of smoking. So you need to be you need to be resistance training and you need to be getting your VO2 max up. Now, obviously, that's going to have loads of health benefits in terms of like feeling better, having more energy, better cardiovascular system. Why does VO2 max? This is interesting. Someone explained this to me. Um, VO2 max is basically how efficiently we can use oxygen for energy because we, you know, we burn off um, oxygen and glucose. And every every activity requires a burst of energy, right? So what happens is our VO2 max decreases year by year past about the age of 40. So it just, it just naturally gets lower anyway. But if we're not doing anything to keep that high, 
then even the simplest tasks start to exhaust us. You know, getting up out the chair, going to the toilet, going up a flight of stairs, we're left out of breath. You know, we haven't got enough oxygen in. So over time, we become more and more isolated because, you know, we don't have, and then, then you've got the impact of having that lack of community. So not prioritizing your health. You, you, I'm really passionate about this. Yeah, you simply you can't not to. cannot afford not to, right? And you might be going, oh, it's, you know, I'll start, I'll start next week. I'll start next. Don't to start tomorrow, right? Make a decision to start tomorrow with something. Get up, go for a walk around the block. You've got to start doing regular exercise. Yeah, and also because if we want to live our life to the maximum, which is what this 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 is what we this is a whole ethos is midlifers living an optimum life, actually revolutionising our life and becoming really living fulfilled and passionate. We can't do that unless we have our health. We just can't. Like if we want to, you know retire and have amazing adventures with those people we love guess what you're going to need your health nothing else will matter unless you've got your health i tell you what else if you want to start a new business you've got a passion project you want to write a book what you're going to need your health because it's going to help you think better it's going to give you more energy more productivity you're just going to get more done so it's an absolute no-brainer. It's a non-negotiable. We have to absolutely move. And um, in his book, actually, I've just written this down, but um, the author Tom Corley in his book, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, he studied successful people, including business leaders and self-made millionaires. And guess what? He found that 76% of those spent time exercising every day mm-hmm. is a precursor to success yeah well, we see it now don't we you know old elon and uh what's he zuckerberg they're always doing their, their training they're going to fight each other at some point <laughs> jeff, jeff, jeff bezos has got all, all ripped you know i um, miss that healthy it's mind true. healthy body yeah absolutely so the next one is next one is actually not planning in your downtime right because life's about balance and, and we get it like lots of things can be flying at you lots of things to juggle it can be hard but when we don't take time out for ourselves, eventually we're going to pay the cost of that, you know, in, in a burnout if, or, you know, even a severe burnout. Uh, and again, studies show that when we do get downtime, when we have our downtime, it improves our productivity. It boosts our creativity. We, you know, get better sleep, improves our immune system. There are so many benefits to taking that rest time, that recovery time. So it's really important we have that and we have that balance in our lives. Yeah, and actually, you know, from personal experience, it's actually about that downtime bringing more joy into your life. You know, what just joy for joy's sake. You know, I think we are in this society, aren't we, that if we're not doing, 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 we're not of value. It's like a badge of honour how stressed we are and how much we get done and, you know, um, beat the competition, all of this kind of stuff. And actually... I know from my own personal experience, and I think this maybe is something that comes, we get a little bit wiser as we get a little bit older, but it's so essential to have downtime, go out in nature, whatever it is that brings you joy just for joy's sake. You might not even know what that is. And actually, we were on a podcast last night with a lady over in America, and we were on her podcast. Actually, a lot of people don't even know what what it what it feels like to experience joy, but actually, this is so, so important at this time of life because we need to ground ourselves. Like we've been looking for external things to make us happy, to to fix us, to keep driving us forward. But actually, we all do, I think, get to a stage where we realise there's like a void within us, which is actually can only be filled by our own sense of self, grounding ourselves, giving ourselves time to feel creative, to actually think, to actually think, you know, we're so on all the time and our brain's so full that actually we might want to have time to think 
bigger bigger thoughts creative thoughts like what what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life kind of thing and I think it's really really important to create that space because then we can go again our our projects we can be renewed and refreshed for our family but we're going to just kind of like burn ourselves out if we don't actually plan in that downtime and I don't mean a holiday in three months time I mean, actually, even in our day, how can I have a little bit of me time, a little bit of peace of joy, something that isn't involved in everyone else, but actually reconnects me to my sense of self? How can I experience that every day? At least every week, guys. But don't wait until your holiday to give yourself a break. No, definitely not. Uh, The last habit tip is uh, this one is living in the past. Now, listen, Ayla, it's, it's always good to reflect and look back and have happy memories, but I think at midlife in particular, we get really caught up in maybe thinking about the choices we didn't make, the choices we did make, how things could have been different, uh, you know, reflecting on past glories. We want to move away from that. It's, it's good to have an eye on the past, but we need to be looking to the future. You know, don't look back. You're not going that way. So don't get caught in that trap of, you know, remembering the good times and, and wishing they were still there. Enjoy the memories for what they are, but stay focused on, on where you are now and where you want to go. Yeah, and actually, I, th- I think that's so true, isn't it? We do get stuck in that loop about with rose-tinted glasses, looking back at the past and thinking, that was so much better. The best years of my life are over. But listen, you know, we hope you all had listening to this podcast, you have many, many years s- spread out in front of you to to go and create something that's really fulfilling to you. And actually, I do believe the wisdom that comes with age, the best years of your life are ahead of you. You know, we... We are gathering growth and momentum as we go through life. And that is often very underlooked and undervalued. But I think these things that we are learning, they are opportunities to make our life even better. They are an opportunity to to really thrive. And so I, I agree with everything that James has just said there. Living in the past, you know, looking in the rear view mirror, it's not where you're going. And actually think about what you have now. Don't get too obsessed about the future, but actually start being very, very present. And gratitude is a really, really good way of making yourself feel very present and alive and joyous. So get that gratitude list into every day um, and stop looking in the rearview mirror thinking that everything back then was so perfect. Because I can guarantee, actually... (laughs) If we were back there, we'd be thinking, this is the thing about us human beings. We constantly think that something else is better than where we are right now. And we don't know the future, so we keep on harping back to the past. Mm. It makes us feel safe keep harping on back to the past. But actually, if you were to take yourself back there now, I know if I was to take myself back to my 20s, I would definitely not think it was a bit of roses. Um, So, yeah, there is so much opportunity with all the wisdom that you have now to make your future really, really bright. And amazing. Mm, yeah. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. Listen, no, we'd love to hear from you about what you know, what habits you have you think are maybe slowing you down uh, and what you're going to do about them. So as yeah. always, you can get in touch with us at team at themidlifementors.com. Do check us out at themidlifementors.com. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Sending you lots of love. Bye.
Yeah. You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.